Hello, and welcome to the Scooby-Doo and Sister 2 podcast, where two sisters with nothing in common bond over their love for Scooby-Doo. I'm Liz, the eldest sister. And I'm Lydia, the fashionable sister. Yeah, no, that's right. You you literally sell wedding dresses for a living, so... Yeah, well, I used to sell wedding dresses. I'm a manager now, Oh, okay. still in the wedding industry. Yeah, still fashion industry. I'm lucky if everything matches and is <laughs> ironed when I leave the house, so yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, currently you're like in athletic wear which is fine i love athletic wear excuse me it is a saturday at 9 p.m i'm allowed to be in my leisure wear (laughs) yeah well and i'm in like a nice top and this like black lacy little vest thing i really like that by the way thanks i actually only paid like five dollars for it jeez at um dillard's outlet it's really awesome yeah i get most of my clothes though at like goodwill and consignment shops so you can still look cute and not have to pay a bunch of money yeah, sure. <laughs> well, it's the truth. <laughs> yes, it's just having the patience and the eye to find any of those things. But that's not what this episode's about. Yeah, that's true. We'll give... What if we do, like, an episode that's just about all the fashion in all of the episodes? I think we could put that together. That'd yeah, be an interesting probably. episode. Yeah, and actually, speaking of fashion, I um, pointed out a fashion mark during this episode, which I'll share later. Oh, fancy. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, on to what we're actually talking about. Uh, today we are talking about the fourth episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? called Mind Your Own Business. Yeah, mind your own business. <laughs> Except in this one where we're gonna say all of our opinions. Yeah, we're all up in your business, actually. All up in your business. All right, well. <laughs> yeah, I'm all up in your business. Oh, God. It's just this for five minutes, guys. <laughs> Like she said, it is nine o'clock at night on a Saturday when we've both been busy doing things throughout the day. So uh, this might not be our best episode ever, or it might be our greatest. We'll see. Yeah, I'm literally on like my fourth coffee and it's 9 p.m. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not going to be going to bed tonight. All right. Well, on to the details about this episode. So this aired on October 4th, 1969. The writers were once again Ken Spears, Joe Ruby, and Bill Lutz. It was produced and directed by Joseph Barbera and William Hanna, and the animation producer was Charles A. Nichols. The cast was pretty much the same. We had Don Messick as Scooby-Doo, Hank, and the Mouse. We had Casey Kasem as Shaggy Rogers and Minor 49er. Frank Welker played Fred Jones and the Vulture. Stephanie Anna Christopherson played Daphne Blake. Nicole Jafe played Velma Dinkley. And Hal Smith played Big Ben. And if you listen to our last episode, you have heard that Hal Smith is largely known as Otis Campbell from The Andy Griffith Show. And here's what happened on Mind Your Own Business. While on a road trip, the gang get lost due to Shaggy's poor navigation. They end up in a ghost town called Gold City, where they spend the night at a guest ranch owned by a man named Big Ben. Big Ben is delighted to have them as his guest, since all of his guests have been scared off by the Minor 49er. Hank, Ben's assistant, explains that the Minor 49er is the ghost of an old prospector who haunts the local mine searching for the last vein of gold. The gang explore the town for a while and return to the ranch where Scooby is the first to spot the Minor 49er. The spook Scooby knocks over a cigar store Indian, revealing a hidden map of the town with a safe combination written in the corner. The gang use the combination to unlock the ranch safe, which reveals a secret elevator that takes them down into the mines. The gang gets split up, and the Miner 49er chases Shaggy and Scooby through the mine. When the gang reunite, they discover a room containing a tape recorder, a microphone, a loudspeaker setup, and a jar of crude oil. Then they begin to lay a trap for the miner. Shaggy and Scooby pretend to be an oncoming train, with Shaggy doing foley work over the speakers, and Scooby riding a rail car, with a giant light on the front. Scooby chases the miner with the cart, but can't stop him in time, and thus hits the miner, driving him through the wall, and where he then holds onto the edge of a platform, and if he lets go, he falls to his death. 
The gang unmasked the helpless, dangling miner to reveal Hank, who had found oil in the mine and was trying to scare everyone off so he could cheaply buy the land and then sell the oil. So guys, that is what happened in this episode. So Liz, what were your initial thoughts? I liked this episode for the most part. It's definitely not one of my favorite episodes ever. I probably won't go out of my way to watch it again, but uh, all in all, I thought it was pretty fun. You know, there were some good scenes in there. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, I agree. Not like my favorite. It didn't really stand out. But overall, I thought it was a good episode. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, part of that disc that we used to watch. Right. One of the first five. So, uh, but yeah, these first five will always hold a special place in our heart. So, can't rag on them too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, I have some sort of topics, themes that I picked from the episode. Okay. Um, first, how about we talk about poor navigation? <laughs> so <Right. laughs> the whole reason that the gang is in Gold City mm-hmm. is because Shaggy can't read a map correctly. Right. <laughs> Apparently he is so bad that he's reading it upside down. Right. Yeah. Which I feel is pretty relatable for mother and I. <laughs> yeah, not for me and dad. But yeah. Definitely for you and mom. Uh-huh. That's for sure. Yeah, I just would you like to elaborate on any of some of the um, maybe more outrageous ways mom and our, or I have uh, used our poor navigation skills? <laughs> well, I can't really think of anything like specific right mm-hmm. now, um, but I would like to point out that every road trip, like to the beach or to Gatlinburg or really just anywhere that we took as a family, dad and I always drove. I do remember one time we were driving to. Um, I believe it was Anna Maria Island, Mm -hmm. and you had, like, only been driving for, like, a year or two, (laughs) and, well, it had to be a little bit later than that, because I was probably, like, 15 when we went. Mm -hmm. Like, you had only been driving for, like, three years, yeah, and it was, like, I don't know, 3 a.m., and every turn on 75, you would, like, jerk the car, and it would, like, wake (laughs) everyone up, (laughs) and you literally drove past probably just four exits until dad made you pull over and start driving again. No, it was mom who made me stop because dad was never uh, especially freaked out by my driving, but mom's nerves were absolutely wrecked. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, for being honest, dad's probably a little bit more, um, what can we say here? <laughs> Stoic? I'm not sure where you're going. No, I don't want to say like bending the rules more i mean i guess more of a rebel yeah kind of not not <laughs> reckless but um like mom will freak out more than dad when we're driving like if i'm speeding and like someone cut me off or something mm-hmm. and i want to go faster now and i'm mad <laughs> he just like it goes in one ear out the other mm-hmm. mom's like praying in the side yeah you know yeah no i've seen dad get some road rage before oh yeah especially on 75 yeah through cincinnati I forget where we were going, driving back from maybe Georgetown or something, but I was in the car with mom and dad was driving my car for some reason. It was probably like breaking down or something, but he got cut off and started driving my car like a freaking crazy person. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, dad, please don't wreck my car. Yeah, that's pretty much where I get it. Yeah. That's for sure. That always cracks me up because mom's always like, oh, let's have Lid drive. But you've... Then she literally complains (laughs) every five seconds that I drive. Um, But also you've had... Many more accidents than I have. <laughs> yeah, but if we're being fair, like two of them weren't really like my fault. Uh, <laughs> I'm like no. laughing at your. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. The one, it was raining and there was oil on the road. That's how I hydroplaned. And I was not speeding. Hmm. And we were on Fowler Creek Road. So I mean. Yeah, you've got to go like 20 through there. Or yeah. You're going to die. Well, I literally was told by the firefighter that they were waiting for a call because they knew an accident was going to happen. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That was oh, what he told me. That's so awesome. I guess you could say I was um, at the right place, but the wrong time. Hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. And the other time, a deer literally jumped on my car. <laughs> it wasn't in the road. It didn't run and hit my car. It jumped over a fence hmm. and landed on top of my car. And it was dark. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay. Not my fault. Yeah. At least for the, the last two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the very first accident I ever had, I had my permit. Wasn't it literally a week before you got your license? Yeah. 
And I was learning still, and mm-hmm. there was a big, like, concrete truck in front of me, and I thought that it was clear to turn, and there wasn't, because it was a hill, and a car was coming up the hill, and I didn't see it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but now that we've taken uh, <laughs> a journey through all of your terrible car experiences, right. uh, but no, I do have one vague memory of riding with mom. I think we had gone, like, shopping at some outlet or something. Yeah, I don't know if you were with right. us. Yeah. Um, but we were trying to drive home to Kentucky, mm-hmm. where we live. And uh, it was late. I fell asleep. And then when I woke up, we were in Indiana. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mom had somehow gotten on the wrong highway. You know, I the feel other like way. I remember this now. <laughs> like, I vaguely remember this. Like, she literally drove the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, for long enough for us to end up in Indiana. Yep. Yeah. So, uh... And the outlets are, like, in Ohio. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> we did not start in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally went, um, what would that be, west yeah. instead of south. Yes, so. not even, like, the direct opposite way. Like, a completely separate highway. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, don't fully uh blame shaggy for his poor navigation because uh, we've seen some pretty bad stuff in our yeah in our lifetime <laughs> all right so i have a question for you there's a part in here where fred falls through like a floor or something onto a giant sack of flour yes why are there sacks of flour in this mine i don't know liz i just think that's really weird I mean, is it literally just a plot device so that he can then, like, scare Shaggy and Scooby, making them think he was a ghost? Or is that some weird material they use for mining gold or oil? I don't know. Well, maybe they wanted to have flour, because wouldn't that, like, absorb oil? Yeah, but you don't want to absorb it. You want to sell it. Yeah, well, maybe, like, stuff that, like, spilled out, maybe that's how they cleaned it up. Maybe. That's the only thing I could have thought of. Yeah. All right, people, if anyone out there knows anything about the gold rush or uh, why there should be flour in that mine, please let us know. Yeah, that would be interesting to know. I really liked the mine cart chase in this. It was one of my favorite parts, Uh, probably mostly because it reminded me of Donkey Kong on Super Nintendo. Isn't it exactly like that one level that we always died on? Yeah. Yeah, that um, that we would always get so mad about. Yes, you have to have the perfect little jump over this thing here, and then you think you'd make it, and there would always be one little like lizard or whatever those things yeah. were coming out right at the end that would get you. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. So. On our um, Super Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish we still had that. Me too. Yeah. All right, so this episode also furthers Shaggy's weird obsession with chocolate. Which, I mean, I can understand I love chocolate. But in this one, we are introduced to chocolate-dipped burgers. Or cheeseburgers, to be more specific. Okay, but this doesn't surprise me because in the previous episode, he had chocolate-covered hot dogs. Remember? Yeah, well, that's my point. What is it with Shaggy and covering things in chocolate that should not be covered in chocolate? I don't know. Have they ever done an episode with, like, Willy Wonka? I don't think so. No, that would be a really good, like, guess who Scooby-Doo. That would be, Mm -hmm. because, like, Shaggy would probably get the golden ticket because of how much chocolate he apparently eats. Yes, that would be perfect. There you go, uh, Hanna-Barbera. You can take that one for free. (laughs) Just, you know, send us a check in the mail. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, not free. But yeah, unfortunately, Gene Wilder has since passed, so I'm not really sure who would play Willy Wonka. Not Johnny Depp, because that was a terrible remake, but... It's it's real weird. Definitely, I mean, it's definitely different than the very, uh, you know, the original. But mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. Mm, have you watched it in the last ten years? No, I haven't actually. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd I'd choose the original film over pretty much any remake, though. Just like in general. Yeah, yeah. They're usually always better than the remake. All right, I didn't have a ton of, like, random topics to bring up. Do you have anything before we get to favorite scene, favorite character? I can talk about the fashion stuff if yeah, you want. Yeah, well, what were you uh, hinting at about fashion? So, two things, actually. One, did you notice that Velma was wearing lipstick in the beginning? But then after that piano scene, she no longer had lipstick on. I did. And the first time I saw it, I'm like, has Velma always had lipstick? And I just never noticed. And then it was gone before the end of the episode. 
So I wonder if they were like trying to vamp up Velma or <laughs> um I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if this like plays into anything. I'm assuming it's just an animation mistake because yeah. it didn't last for the whole episode. But I mean, it's pretty normal for at least in my experience with like comic books and stuff like that, a lot of times they'll introduce a female character who is maybe not like a traditionally beautiful looking character. Okay. And then as issues go on, she becomes a little more like feminine or busty or yeah. whatever. So uh, well, maybe that's what that was. Maybe, but it didn't last very long. So but yeah. I think that's for the best because yeah, Velma doesn't I... really make sense to have lipstick. Yeah. She's more of the natural kind of gal. <laughs> yeah. Is that, uh, does that make you uh, more of a Velma lid? Well, yeah. Well, I barely wear makeup, like, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of makeup. I only wear it for, like, <laughs> special occasions. Yeah. I would just rather sleep an extra 30 to 45 minutes yep. instead of waking up. 45 minutes early to put makeup on. Oh my God, your makeup takes 45 minutes? Well, I mean, sometimes, I mean, it depends. Like, now all these people, like, contour and do all oh. this stuff every day. And yeah. I don't got time for that. No, I'm sure that. Mm-hmm. our eyelashes are so long that it mm. takes, like, five minutes <laughs> to put mascara on. True, true. Yeah, my face just doesn't like makeup. So usually yeah. I only do it for special occasions. Otherwise, it just becomes a smeared mess in, like, two hours. So... Well, and the other thing is, too, I just, like, don't want to clog up my pores or anything. I've never really had bad acne, so I feel like if I wore makeup, I'd get acne more. Because mm-hmm. I think since I didn't wear a lot of makeup growing up, that might be why it didn't break out as mm-hmm. bad as a lot of people that I know that wear a lot of makeup. Their face really is broken out, and I would just rather not have a broken out face and then have to cover it up every day. Yeah. I mean, you don't technically have to cover it up, though. Yeah, you can be like me, who has terrible skin, and uh, still just lets it I don't think you have bad skin. It's gotten better over the years, after I've poured much, much money into a variety of creams and all kinds of craziness to try to get it under control. But yeah, no, uh, even when I was younger, uh, and not wearing makeup a lot... Uh, really terrible skin, so I'm yeah. lucky, or you're lucky you did not suffer the same fate as me. But I'll be honest, Liz, I never wash my face. I hate you. <laughs> so, like, I and I think that might be another reason why I didn't break out, because I never put chemicals on my face to even try and clean it. I don't know. I just That doesn't have... make any sense. Okay, but I kind of have this theory <laughs> to where, like, Obviously, we are humans, and we were already made to survive, so why would I put, like, I know you're laughing at me, (laughs) but just hear me out, okay? Why would I put a face wash or any kind of, like, moisturizer or anything on my face when, like, 300 years ago, they didn't have that, and they were just fine? Does that make sense? I mean, by that same logic, then why do you take your inhaler? Because I can't breathe, Liz. That's why I take my inhaler. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if you have, like, bad skin, it only makes sense to wash your face. Like, it gets dirty every day. Well, I mean, like, I'll put water and stuff on it, but I'm not... I just, like, never used, like, a face wash. Hmm. Interesting. I never did. I mean, I've used them, like, here and there, but, like, growing up, I just never did. I really never used one. I actually just started using a vitamin C cream to put on my face. Because shout out to my friend Elizabeth Fletcher, who works for a dermatologist now. She uh, has me on this vitamin C serum, I guess, to put on my face. How does your dermatologist friend feel about your uh, theory of not needing to wash your face? I don't think she really (laughs) knows that. She'd probably be upset. I never put moisturizer or anything on my face. Oh, God, People are like, you need to fix that. But I don't know. I just, I feel like it's going to break me out because my skin's so sensitive. You just got to find one that doesn't break you out. Like, literally, I tried like 30 different types until I finally found something that went with my skin. Yeah, and then I got to spend all that money (laughs) I don't know. I would just rather live my life and then whatever happens, happens. All right. Coming from the 21-year-old who isn't old enough for wrinkles yet. (laughs) Yep. And also the 21-year-old that's had a lot of sicknesses. So, yeah. Maybe it's all linked back to me never washing my face. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reason you got like a blood disease because you didn't wash your face when you were 16. It wasn't a blood disease. (laughs) It was a kidney disease. Kidney disease. That's right. (laughs) 
glomerulonephritis. Oh, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Almost died, but it's fine. For <laughs> real. Let's laugh about it so we don't cry. Um. <laughs> well, I'm a survivor, so it's okay. It's true. It's true. Um, maybe that's why you got a... What's the other old-timey disease? Shingles? Yeah, I had shingles. I've, yeah. had, it, I've had shingles twice, actually. So It's all right. Well, anyway, back to fashion. <laughs> so wash your face, kids, or you're going to get shingles. Uh, yeah, apparently. Um. <laughs> All right, so you had yes. two fashion things. What was okay. number two? The second one. Okay, minor 49er, this beard that he has. There's guys I know right now in this era that would kill to have that beard. I mean, that is a pretty awesome beard. Wasn't it, like, gray? Yeah, but the length and the fullness. <laughs> I know guys my age that can't even grow facial hair. So just to have like a big beard like that, I don't know. Hmm. It's really in right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, you know, a disguise. So maybe when Hank gets out of jail, he should open up a beard wig shop or whatever you call it, a, a fake well, beard. no guy wants a fake beard. I mean, let's be honest. Well, I mean, if you can't grow it. Then they can't have it. Yeah. I mean, you can always buy it. Yeah, but that would just be so complicated. <laughs> I mean, women do it with hair all the time. Yeah, but hair's not on our face. Eh, you make it work. I just wouldn't uh, recommend getting a fake beard to put on every day. Because <laughs> then you would definitely have to wash your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Don't wash your face, just wash the beard. All right, sis, so is that all you had for your fashion report? Yeah, just for that episode. Stay tuned for later on. <laughs> this, I guess, is our newest segment, Fashion Corner? I don't know. Whatever happens, <laughs> happens, I guess. Sure, I'll go with it. All right, so I've got one piece of trivia that I'm going to present as a question. Okay. Lydia, do you know why he's called Minor 49er? I don't know why he's called Minor 49er, but I can take a guess. What's your guess? Um, because he's the ghost of Minor 49er. And who is Minor 49er? Apparently Hank. It's <laughs> 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 a beautiful, it's a beautiful answer, Liddy. <laughs> Was Minor 49er like some minor legend? Uh, here, let me just read a passage from Wikipedia. But isn't like <laughs> that a football team as well? It is a football team. Okay. I'm surprised I got that right, honestly. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Uh, when I took these notes, the Bengals were being utterly destroyed by the 49ers. Yeah, sounds about right. So I'm going to read this little clip from Wikipedia. Alrighty. And uh, then you'll know why he's called Minor 49er. The California gold rush began in January of 1848, when the gold was found by James W. Marshall at Sutter's Mill in Columbia... Col... 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 Colorado? No. Coloma? California. Not even going to redo that part. We're going to keep that in. The news of the gold brought 300,000 people to California from the rest of the United States and abroad. These gold miners are called 49ers. The sudden influx of gold reinvigorated the American economy, and the sudden population increase allowed California to go rapidly to statehood in the Compromise of 1850. However, the gold rush had severe effects on the native Californians and resulted in a native population decline from disease, genocide, and starvation. So, you know, pretty much how the entire country was built. But why was it 49? Because in 1849 is when most of the people came. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, you would think it would be minor 48ers, but... Or, like, California miners. Yeah. Cali miners. But I guess, you know... You, you want that little ring to it, so. In this California mine. I have Isn't no clue. Isn't like what... a song? I but have like, no But clue. it's like California king bed. <laughs> I don't know. What? Maybe I'm making this up, but I'm pretty sure there's like some song that's like, In this California king bed. But I just made up my own version. In this California mine. <laughs> You could be wrong. No, I think that is a song. I just, or you could do, I, I know there's a California Girls song. You could say, California Mines. 
how, how would the rest of that guy says? I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> They're unforgettable. Gold and oil. We got it. All right. <laughs> West Coast represent. <laughs> They'll scare your socks off. <laughs> oh. Please don't sue us, Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. We are out of control. Um, it's, again, very late. <laughs> Don't really know what's going to happen. Oh. All right, then. Before this gets too far off the rails. Ha ha, minecart joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm actually really concerned right now. I'm so tired. Wow. Um, it. We I, are old people. <laughs> I know. We are now at... 9.44. But God, guys, it's really exhausting to talk into a microphone. It's true. <laughs> All right, so before we move on, Lyd, who was your favorite character? My favorite character in this one... Gosh, I know I've said Shaggy like the past two. <laughs> and I feel like I'm just being biased because Shaggy probably is my favorite character of all time. Not Daphne? Well, Daphne was... But then I grew up. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. And then I realized that I really like Shaggy more than any of the other characters. But I'm going to have to say Shaggy again. And here's why. Because not only does he have terrible navigation skills, okay, but he makes up for it with his mad train sounding skills. Totally. This dude has done fully work before. You can tell. Shaggy is a man of many talents. Not only is he a gymnast, a ventriloquist, but he can also make a train noise. And that's pretty dead on, okay? Mm-hmm. But it fooled me. Oh, he definitely fooled me. You, <laughs> Did you, you think it was a train? They had bought a train and were pulling it down the tracks? Well, of course I didn't because of, <laughs> you know, Fred telling them what yeah. to do. If I would have closed my eyes... I would have definitely thought that it was a real train. Yeah, no, I I totally buy it. So Shaggy is just my favorite character of all time. But also in this episode, it's just going to take a lot to beat Shaggy, really. Right, now we're just going to have to keep a running tally of all the episodes that you rate Shaggy's your favorite. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, Shaggy's probably my fave. What's your favorite character, Liz? In this episode, at least. So my favorite character is Scooby. Oh, okay. I think he's just extra funny in this episode. There's oh, totally. the part where I think Velma's like, what, are you a chicken? And he starts doing like the chicken noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I always appreciate a Scooby where he purposefully uh, scares Shaggy. And right, he does yeah. that at least once in this episode. So. Oh, of course. Yeah. Plus him uh, being able to man the minecart was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's got some great dexterity for a creature with no thumbs. Oh, yeah. I honestly forget all the time that mm-hmm. he does not have thumbs. Yeah. Th- but he's is- also a dog, so they're not supposed to have thumbs. True. But, uh, I mean, you can't have forgot it because you came up with the great conspiracy that uh, Scooby-Doo is actually a wizard who has turned all of his dog friends into humans so that they can feed him treats. <laughs> Lest you forget. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just kind of saying whatever comes to mind, Liz. <laughs> I'm just going with the flow. That's all a podcast is. Right. <laughs> all right. So those are our favorite characters. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene um, is definitely when Shaggy tries to unlock the combination. So, you know, Fred is trying to tell him the combination and Shaggy's telling him to be quiet and all this stuff. That he's really got to warm up and think about this one, really listen to it. And then Fred starts reading him the combination and he's like, well, why didn't you tell me that in the beginning? And then Scooby's there trying to tell him that it's been open the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. What's with that, by the way? Why is it just open? If Hank is doing all this to scare people away, why is there just an open... Why why do we even have the combination to begin with? Well, maybe the lock is just old, so the combination just doesn't even work anymore. Like, because it's just going to be unlocked the whole time. Oh, yeah, that might be valid. Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's your favorite scene. My favorite scene is pretty much the entire trap sequence. So, I mean, we've already talked about it at length, but... 
just the entire idea of pretending to be a train. Right. <laughs> but there's this guy who, like, clearly knows what is happening down this mine. Why would he think that there would be a running train? I don't know. I feel like if I would have heard that train noise, I would have thought a train was coming too. Yeah. It was, it was pretty dead on. It's pretty convincing. I just think the whole thing was hilarious. And then it, he literally ends up, like, dangling over the platform. <laughs> About to fall to his death. It was great, yeah. But yeah, no, that was my favorite scene. All right, it's time for Conspiracy Corner. Dum, da, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> what? Isn't that like a jingle for an insurance company or something? <laughs> no, it's for Tums. It's for Tums. Tums, Tums, Tums. Tums, Tums, Tums. <laughs> Tums, please don't sue us. <laughs> but I didn't say Tums. I said dun 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 dun. dun. Uh, yeah, I think that's that falls within fair use, right? Yeah, one night I'm gonna have to do the like Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. If you could just change up Conspiracy Corners uh, theme song every time, I would be so happy. Yeah, I have to come up with some stuff. Okay, I'll let you brainstorm that. The Monster Mash. Yeah, there you go. That's our Halloween episode. Okay. All right. So, in the previous episode, I introduced the idea that Shaggy might be a powerful wizard who is secretly a criminal mastermind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's evidence for at least the criminal mastermind part of that in this episode. And how is that? Um, so he just knows how to break into safes, apparently. Yeah, but again, Shaggy is a man of many talents. Yes, and many of those are crimes. You know what? He's just born that way, Liz. He was born to a life of crime? I guess. Okay. I mean, that further supports my idea, so I'm cool with that. (laughs) Well, like I said before, Liz, I'm pretty much just saying whatever comes to mind when you say these things, so, you know, maybe he really was born that way. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, do, Do you have any conspiracies for this corner? Um, not like for Shaggy. The only thing that I actually think could possibly be true is that Fred is a serial killer. Explain further. What human is actually obsessed with setting traps? (laughs) Yes, I feel like you've presented this argument before. Right. And I, yeah, I think it's valid. I mean... That's the only thing, like watching all these series that I can say... That I would possibly agree with. I mean, who's to say that Fred didn't know that Scooby wasn't going to be able to stop the cart. And he purposefully locked the miner in that shack. Knowing that Shaggy, not Shaggy, knowing that Scooby would run him through. And he just didn't expect him to grab onto that platform at the last minute. Right, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, think it's valid. But I'll keep uh, adding up the evidence for Shaggy as the criminal mastermind. We'll see if uh, there's any other hints laid out throughout the rest of this season. All right, sounds good. All right, moving on. In the Scooby-Doo podcast community, the people are presented two separate but equally important groups. The gang who commit the crimes and the podcasters who call them out on it. These are their stories. This is Law & Order Scooby-Doo. So, this is the segment where we talk about the crimes that the gang committed. I have put together three, so we'll see if you can think of any others that I didn't catch. All right. So, first we have breaking and entering. Of course. The safe, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the other random buildings in town, but I feel like since it's advertised as a ghost town, that it's more of like an attraction where you can just kind of walk around, but I don't know what the like legal logistics of that is. Yeah, but it could also be trespassing. Because not every place in town is like a public place. Yeah, I'm not sure where the line is drawn there. Yeah, me either. We'll just assume it was a crime. Well, I mean, they definitely trespassed into the mines. I mean, that's mm -hmm. definitely not public yeah i mean it's literally like boarded up on the outside so shouldn't have been down there very dangerous oh yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) that thing is not up to code i am sure oh yeah speaking of not up to code second crime is shaggy setting off dynamite what (laughs) are they not all dead (laughs) um well liz again this is a animation a cartoon (laughs) they're gonna live you know Uh they're gonna kill off people Uh uh-huh but How is that a crime, though, setting off dynamite? Is that really a crime? 
I would assume so. I mean, I assume you have to have some sort of, like, permit or license to set off. I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, and hear, hear me out, okay? We live in Kentucky, okay? A big state that shoots guns for fun, you know? Okay. You don't have to have a license to go shoot a gun. I mean, you're supposed to have a license to own a gun, aren't you? Or right. have they not even gotten that far? Well, I think you're supposed to register your gun. Well, yeah. But I mean, you don't have to have, like, a concealed carry, like, a license for that. Like, that's not, like, a thing you have to have to own a gun. But you have to have at least some sort of certification or to something own one. to own one. But, like, I've shot a gun, but I don't own one. Okay. Well, I should say this. <laughs> I've sure shot a gun at, like targets like deer targets Uh you know i'm not like a killer or anything (laughs) lydia's our friend you know (laughs) or like a bb gun you know yeah but that's not illegal just because i don't own it doesn't mean i can't shoot it like you kind of have to have i guess the the owner of the gun's permission to but other than that is there really no regulations against that well if there is there's a lot of country folk that break that every day that's terrifying (laughs) so i mean seriously i have friends that literally go and shoot guns just for fun like in their backyard but it's like a big piece of land like no one else is going to be around they own you know like 50 plus acres to shoot on okay um i still think there's gotta be some regulation for dynamite i mean it's literally that's not something you set off for fun. It's right. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much land you've got, you're destroying something. What I'm just saying, you know, it's like an explosive. Yeah. I just don't feel like that's like illegal. So if some kid just runs outside with a stick of dynamite well, and sure throws there's... it in his backyard, that's totally cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's cool, but I don't know. I've just never heard of a wall like. You cannot light dynamite here. Well, yeah, because dynamite's not really that common. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it just depends where you live. I don't know. I don't know all the, the laws and regulations, but... All right. I'm still going to keep that one as... <laughs> We're going to mark that as maybe, at a least maybe. in my book. Okay. All right. Well, if anybody out there knows law better than us, uh, let us know if it is illegal to, A, set off a random stick of dynamite with no, I, I guess, license or certification. And also, is it... Is it legal to shoot a gun if you don't have any kind of certification? I'm actually kind of curious about that one. Wait, should we, like, edit this out? Because what if it is illegal and then I have proof (laughs) that I did that? Like, am I going to get fined? No. You'll be fine. People talk about doing illegal stuff on podcasts all the time. You're fine. Yeah. Comforting. Trust me. If (laughs) we live in Kentucky, no one's going to come hunt you down for shooting your friend's gun in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So our third crime is assault. Because Scooby drives the miner through a wall with a mining cart. So this is, at least of the four episodes that we've watched, the villain has, at least three of the villains have (laughs) faced some sort of blunt force trauma. Oh, yeah. And arguably the third one also, Hassle in the Castle, the Phantom got off a little easy on that one because it was literally just Shaggy, or not Shaggy, it was just Scooby falling on top of him. Uh, But Scooby is a Great Dane and probably weighs roughly 150 pounds, so. Yeah, somewhere around there. (laughs) That's probably still considered some sort of blunt force drama. Well, and also the fact that Fred literally knew that the minor 49er could possibly fall off a ledge and die. You know, that's that's not okay. Yeah. I mean, it could be argued that he didn't know that there was a ledge back there because he was supposedly locked in a shed. True. Like, I think a hole was driven through the back of that wall. Okay. Yeah. Which well, I guess it's a good thing that it was a drop-off because otherwise they would have just rammed him into the wall and then probably Scooby and the miner would have died. Right. But he might be able to throw the self-defense card, too. Yeah. You never yeah. know. <laughs> All right. So were there any crimes that I missed this? Not that I can really think of. All right. Time to move on to ratings. So, Lid, what do you rate this episode out of 10? This episode, I'm going to rate it 6 out of 10 flower bags. And the only reason I give it 6 is, like I said in the beginning, it was an episode that never really stuck out. But I thought it was overall, like, a good, 
episode. And I think one of the reasons why it never really stuck out was because Minor 49er isn't really like a scary villain, you know? It's literally he's impersonating another person, like an older man. He literally just has a like a fake beard on. Well, I mean, technically you know? he would have and to be stills. a ghost. Yeah, but he still looked more like like a person to me than a ghost. Yeah, he just looked like an old hipster. <laughs> yeah, you know? So, um... I guess that's kind of why I give it a six, because it really wasn't, like, a scary episode. It wasn't super mysterious, but it still was good. Like, it had fun parts, like, of course, the trap and mm-hmm. everything like that. Yeah, honestly, the trap was the scariest part of the whole episode, right? not the yeah. villain. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I am also going to give this a six out of ten chocolate-covered cheeseburgers. Okay. Um, yeah, this villain isn't as memorable to me. I mean, obviously I remember him because Minor 49er is right. a, a name that is pretty memorable. But it wasn't that exciting. I mean, it was fine. It's it's, it's a fine episode of Scooby-Doo, yeah. but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. I mean, I think they placed it well, you know, was yeah. the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not one of those episodes that they have to blow you out of the water because it's not like your pilot episode. It's not your ending episode. It's just kind of there in the middle, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and looking at IMDb, they gave it a 7.8 out of 10. So they're a little more favorable yeah. toward it, but eh, you know, nostalgia. I feel like it's pretty <laughs> accurate though, you know? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the, uh, Scooby-Doo Where Are You episodes get high ratings. Yeah. If nothing, because it's just, you know, the, the series that launched an amazing right. franchise, so. Yeah. Well, another reason why, you know, I give it six is, like, I don't really find mine's very interesting you know Mm, yeah that's fair and like a ghost town eh, you know it's nothing that's like oh my gosh i love this it's kind of like oh okay yeah i mean it could be much scarier if you did it right but you know i don't think they really made it as scary as what it could be yeah but it's a kid show you don't want to make it too scary right right Yeah. yeah but overall i mean it was a pretty good episode just not one that stood out agreed all right, so we're going to move on to our recommendations. Lyd, what would you like to recommend in pop culture this week? Okay, guys, so one thing I would really like to recommend, um, it's actually a little bit more of a serious subject, I guess. Um, well, some people take it more seriously than others. Is debt. <laughs> like, I'm so serious. <laughs> you were not expecting that. I was not expecting that. <laughs> no clue where that was going all right sis continue on about debt okay but no seriously um this is one thing that's really kind of been an eye-opener to me recently that i've kind of been taken seriously but one thing that i've found um is this guy named dave ramsey which i mean liz is over here rolling her eyes dave ramsey is not recommended by all of the scooby sisters but lydia is allowed to have her opinion you don't recommend Dave Ramsey? He has some good things, and other things aren't good advice at all. You don't think? No. His, like, super anti-credit card thing is not good. Well, uh, now this is what... Okay, this you're gonna make it sound bad now. <laughs> no, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I used him when I was your age to help me build up, like, a nest egg or whatever for well, college, but... But I'm not using, like, that part. I'm, I'm doing, like, student loans. They have a whole new thing. Well, anyway, he just kind of came out with this um, new podcast. Um, It's called Borrowed Future. He's not like the host of it, but he um, has it kind of attached to his Dave Ramsey solutions. But it's basically about student loans. And that's something that I'm dealing with. And it's actually a really big problem. Did you know that there is $1.6 trillion in student loan debt? That's crazy. We got to do something about it because we're all broke. So yeah, um, if you want to get out of student loan debt or if you just want to get out of debt in general, I just recommend you look them up. I mean, you might be like me and say, hey, you know what? I really need to get my life together. Or this sounds like something that, you know, I should do. Then go ahead and sign up for it. Or you could be like Liz and say, you know what? I don't agree with this and I'm just going to go down my own plan. Good for you too, you know? I hope everybody gets out of debt. But I'm just saying it's a serious issue and we need to just live our lives like no one else so we can live our lives 
like no one else. And if you listen to Dave Ramsey, you're going to understand where I got that little phrase from. Is that his new catchphrase? Yeah. Um, I'm not completely anti-Dave Ramsey. He does have some good things in there. I yeah. just don't agree with all of it. With everything. Which, and which that's is fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to agree with him. But, I don't know. It's just kind of really um, changed my life. So, yeah. Nice. Check him out. All right. So, I'm going to go out on a completely separate limb. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to recommend a new show on TNT okay. called AEW Dynamite. It's a wrestling show. Okay. <laughs> so about as far away from <laughs> somebody who helps you with your debt as uh, you can get. Um. <laughs> yeah, when you just see that bill, just go ahead and just beat the crap out of it, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you could do a awesome elbow onto your student loan debt, I'm sure it would all go away. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But if you have any sort of awareness of the wrestling world, um, you probably know about WWE, which is the biggest like wrestling company that there is right now. Right. They've been on television for a very, very long time. This is not part of WWE. This is its own company called AEW. That's called, that is um, All Elite Wrestling. And these guys are people that my husband and I like to follow. They were sort of like independent wrestlers, so like lesser known. But a bunch of them got together and made their own big boy wrestling company. Okay. <laughs> and uh, got on like legit television. Well, they, good for uh, them. Yeah. They're only a few episodes in, but uh, we're pretty invested. We love them. We've uh, <laughs> been planning our vacations around their shows for about true. a year now. So, uh, yeah, go check them out. Even if you've uh, never seen wrestling before or if you haven't watched wrestling in a long time, uh, they do a lot of cool new stuff now. So uh, go give them a look. Yeah, not really my thing, but, I mean, <laughs> if you're kind of more like Liz, because, like we said, we are two sisters with nothing in common but can bond over Scooby-Doo. Yeah. You might actually really like it, so go check it out. Yeah, so if you are like me and you've paid off your student loans. And your house. <laughs> yes, I've paid off my house. That's awesome. Yeah. And we do, uh, we use some of uh, Dave Ramsey's standards right. to kind of determine what kind of nest egg and savings we want to build up before yeah. we make other purchases. But yeah, once you've finally paid off your house, maybe you can treat yourself to a episode of AEW Dynamite. <laughs> Or go on their cruise like you did. Oh, yeah, they are having, they have a cruise in January. We went out last year before they were even technically AEW. That was actually just a bunch of independent companies getting together. Um, But it's pretty much all the same people. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that was an amazing vacation. Highly recommend it. Uh, You probably can't make it this year because I'm pretty sure they sold out of all the cabins. But uh, maybe the next January after that, I'll see you on the cruise. Well, you know, they can take the time now to really be. big fans and then mm-hmm. they can enjoy their cruise a little bit more yeah and you can use dave ramsey's uh saving tips to help you save up yeah, for the cruise you could listen i know we're <laughs> laughing about it but it could change your life you yeah know? so if you all use dave ramsey's tips to save up for the cruise and then let me know and if we end up going that year well, when she says we, she means her and her husband. Yeah, I won't Lydia won't on. be there. <laughs> uh, let us know, and I will give you a high five when we're wow. on the sea. Let me know. I'll give you a high five. <laughs> That's really something. I know, right? No, we'll take a picture or something. Yeah. But yeah. So, now that we've spent 10 minutes on recommendations, right. Lydia, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so you guys can find me on both Instagram and Twitter. Those are my more active social medias. Um, My handle is the same for both, and that is Liddy underscore five, which is L-Y-D-D-D-I-E underscore five. And if you didn't catch that, that's three Ds. And like I said, it's the same handle for both Instagram and Twitter. Um, Instagram, I like to post like a little encouraging and positive quote every day. Because I feel like if you speak some positive energy, you'll get some positive outcomes. And if you speak the negative, then you're just going to have a bad day. So why not start out your day with an encouraging thing? So give me a follow. Yeah, maybe that's your secret, Lid. Uh, all of your positive messages uh, clean your face for you. <laughs> hey, maybe. It'll clean your mind, and then it'll clean your mouth. And then it'll clean your face. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, all right. So you can follow my personal accounts on Instagram and Twitter at SparkyBoyFan. 
Um, you can, more importantly, follow the show at Scooby Sisters on Twitter and Instagram. You can find out more about the show on our website, psychopineapple.com backslash Scooby Sisters. You can email us at thescoobysisters at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you have any memories about some of the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You episodes, we'd love to hear that. Um, if you send those in, we will read them on the podcast. So if you want to get on the podcast, send us your feedback. Yeah. Um, another way to get on the podcast is, I believe last episode we introduced a call to action for Scooby-Doo impersonations. So yes. it doesn't have to be Scooby-Doo, but any sort of Scooby-Doo related character. Yeah. I mean, you could do Daphne or any of them. I have a pretty good Daphne impersonation too. Yeah. No, all your Daphne videos are really good. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. Uh-huh. I mean, for an amateur like me. But yeah, if you want to send in your impersonations, you can do that at anchor.fm backslash Scooby Sisters. And then somewhere on there, there's a little button you can hit that has you record your voicemail. So looking forward to hearing those. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for giving us a listen. We really appreciate it. Um, We would also really appreciate it if you liked, comment, and gave us a five-star review, especially on Apple. Uh, We've recently uh, just joined them. So give us a five-star review and make us famous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Since we're fairly new to the Apple podcast platform, if we get enough reviews and subscriptions, I believe that helps drive us up the charts so more people can find us. I have no idea how that algorithm works, but uh, yeah, guys, you give it a try. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, help us out here. Yeah. And uh, again, if you have a bad review... Please just email us and let yeah. us know what your uh, issues are, and we will try to address those. Yeah, because we definitely uh, would love to fix any issues privately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and also tell a friend, as my dear sister says, spread yeah. the love of Scooby-Doo. Spread the love. <laughs> hey, you never know what Scooby-Doo can do for a person. It's true. You just never know. It could bring you and your siblings together. Yep. Or it could just bring you some joy and laughter. Yes, and laughter is important. Yep. And on that note, in the immortal words of Norvell Rogers... <laughs>